party tonight in KFC, in our, in our Kids for Christ at 6 o'clock. Y'all remember we're having yoo-hoos and cosmic brownies and cupcakes and, don't go too crazy, Doritos. All right. What a supper, huh? So be here tonight. We'll learn some things about Jesus. And we'll have fun in between our learning about Jesus, all right? We'll have some goodies tonight. I look forward to seeing y'all tonight, Dan. And I just had one good announcement about Sunday school. For the first time since we've been back, we finally hit the 100 mark. We had 103 in Sunday school this morning. So give, give God a hand. That uh, The church is making a comeback, y'all. So let's keep it up. Keep coming back. And uh, if, if you don't have a place, we'll find a place for you in Sunday school. Thank you. So good morning. I uh, just wanted to make one final reminder um, for all of our graduates, high school and college. Um, we've received information from about half of you guys. So I need to remind you to turn in your pictures. You can text them to me at that, or you can email them to me with the number... Well, my number's not in here, but you can email me at this email address. Um, and then also your form that you need to fill out needs to be turned in today as well. You've got, if you want to come and do that tonight or if you're here and you want to do it today, that's great. We need to get those things turned in so we can get our slideshows prepared and, and everything for next week. Um, also next week, I want to give you a reminder of uh, the bridal shower for Jesse and Avery. Um, that's going to be next week, the PM service. So we'll... Uh, be sure to plan to come and celebrate with them next week in the evening. Thank you. Well, I'll just say something. Vacation Bible School is right around the corner, and uh, in your bulletin uh, there is a flyer concerning that, so uh, take note of that and uh, make sure we honor that goings on. Where, where is Gunner? He's right here. Right there. Okay. Gunner, look at me, please. Do not leave the church property today until you get your mom and daddy to see me, okay? I'm counting on you to do it. <clears throat> You're not in trouble. I have something for you, but I, won't, I don't want them leaving today. They've been a driving off without checking with me. So you, you want to get to the parents, see the children, right? All right, it's so good, again, to see you in the house of the Lord and uh, to be able to stand before you without pain right now. And uh, so we'll see how things go. But thank you so much for your prayers. And uh, continue to pray for those that need to be prayed for. Father, thank you for the day you've given us. Thank you for another opportunity to be in your house. And thank you, Lord, that you're allowing us to get back to what we call normal. And Lord, as we get back to being normal, I pray that you'd help us to be willing to move forward, uh, to continue to reach out to those that need you most. Thank you for every home that's represented in this room today. And Lord, I pray that you'd bless and everything will be said and done, that you'd guide us, that you'd lead us, and that you'd make your presence known to us. Bless our precious children that sit before us this morning. God, I thank you for the parents and the grandparents that support these children. And Lord, they're, they're our church of tomorrow. Bless our leadership here. And Lord, we'll thank you for all you do in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, John. Amen.
Bye. <clears throat> and no. Uh, wow. <laughs> Amen. Okay, congregation and choir, you've got a big act to follow. That's right. <laughs> that. right. Thankful for our children and their voices. Um, welcome this morning, and we want to open this morning with one of my favorite praise hymns, How Great Thou Art. How can you yeah. not sing that with a, smile, with a smile not on your face? Our God is so great. Look, when you look around in a beautiful morning like today and see the beauty around us, uh, you can't help but smile and rejoice and sing about all of that. Even when times are bad, our God is still great. Just like the children just sang, you know, he's got it all worked out. So let's stand and sing about this wonderful God we serve. Gracious Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for bringing us back to your house once again, Lord. And just now, as we give our tithes and offerings back, Lord, you give us so much and ask for so little in return. We just ask that you be with these tithes and offerings and let them be used for the upbuilding of your kingdom and for our church family, Lord, and to watch over us and guide us and direct us and be with Kenny as he brings a message. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Let us continue in worship by standing and singing our next hymn, Christ Receiveth Sinful Men.
Amen, and I'm glad he does. I'm glad he received me, and I hope you feel the same way. Without Jesus, we're hopeless. Without Jesus, our nation is hopeless. It's time for our intercessory prayer time, and Brother Jeff will be coming to lead us in our prayer uh, this morning. Um, much to be prayed about, especially our all of our government officials, our law enforcement, our military, our fire and rescue people, our farmers, our doctors and nurses, our teachers, our students, uh, those that are graduating will find their place in society. Um, also, uh, we continue to uh, pray for our young couples, our church family as a whole, our guests that are visiting us, uh, Mr. Henry Cobb. Uh, we need to be praying for Israel, really praying for Israel. That's God's chosen. And I don't know, I believe they better lay off. God's only going to take so much. Um, he's never late. He's always on time. Also, let's be praying for our brother Dean Thrift. He's not well this morning. Uh, also, our Josh. Um, it seems to be that the hole in the colder might be closing up some. We hope it is. Pray earnestly for that. If not, he's going to have to have surgery. Um, so pray for him. Thank all of you who've asked about him this morning. And if you know him personally, he's got his phone with him. Text him or call him. Uh, he just needs encouraging right now. I mean, really encouraging. Um, also, uh, Pat Cole's son, David Lee Pitts, uh, arrived back at his house the other evening to find the fire trucks there. And he only got out a few clothes. He lost everything. Um, and I want us to think about what we can do as a church family, okay? Um, if I'm out of line, okay. If I'm not, it's okay. Uh, but I'd love for us to take up a love offering next Sunday. He's, he's living with uh, Pat and those now. And, uh, uh, but let's remember uh, David in our prayers. I've never went through what he's going through, but I understand it. Uh, lose your house, your possessions is worse than a death. So let's remember uh, him in our prayers. Uh, so if you want to join me at the altar here, it's fine. If not, if you want to join hands with someone, and Brother Jeff, you come uh, and lead us this morning. Let's pray. Dear most gracious and heavenly Father, we come to you with humble hearts this morning, full of gratefulness and uh, to thank you for the wonderful weather you've allowed to, us to have and, and to come to your house to worship you, Lord. Uh, we just uh, ask for forgiveness from all of our sins. You know uh, we're none of us are perfect. Your son is the only one that was perfect, Lord, and, and we just pray that you forgive us for those sins. Lord, we pray for your, your holy chosen land, Israel. Lord, uh, you you may have to intervene there. I, I don't know how to how to solve that situation, but we pray that uh, your your guidance and wisdom comes over it, just like uh, in in our own society. Lord, we've we've become a secular society in in this country, and it was founded on on faith in you and your principles, and and that's not the case anymore. And we we just pray that our leaders will be touched by your hand and allow allow you into their hearts and realize that that there's a different way and a different path for for us as a country lord uh, we pray for all the those on the uh bulletin in the uh, insert that's on the care list uh, those sick and afflicted those that that are infirm and, and not able to come to church, Lord, and they miss it, and I know they want to be here. Uh, we pray for each and every one of those family members. Uh, give them strength and healing for those that are sick. And pray for, for mercy and grace for those who's lost a family member, Lord. Uh, we, uh, we lift them up to you. 
please give Kenny the the words to on his tongue to to reach our hearts and and let us do your will, Lord. It's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Sandra, I was waiting on some marching music. That's all right. You'll get there. (laughs) A man only needs one pair of glasses. It seemed like I got four or five. And uh, it's my fault we were in a hurry this morning. 
and I picked up a different pair, and it looks okay from here to there, but out yonder, <laughs> y'all flared out. That's that's okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, now don't take this the wrong way. I don't like to hear a, watch a speaker. He put them on. He do this. He take them off. He put them on. He take them off. I'm gonna put them on. I'm gonna try to leave them on, okay? But if you have your Bibles, uh, scriptures a little bit rambling this morning. First John chapter uh, two there. First John two. And before we read. Uh, I should have done done this. I'd be glad when everything is straightened out around here in my body. Um, this week's menu is not what it says in the book, but <laughs> I'll be so glad when Monday's over. I'm looking forward to Wednesday night meal. Steak, rice and gravy, butter, peas, rolls, dessert, tea, coffee, and lemonade. So, now you know the rest of the story, and we will look forward to seeing you on Wednesday evening. 1 John 2, 6, he that saith he abideth in him himself also so to walk even as he walked, verse 10. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. Verse 14, I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. And the world passes away, verse 17. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever, verse 24. Let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye shall continue in the Son and in the Father, in verse 28. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you'd help us today. As our brethren pray, Lord, uh, that I would say exactly what needs to be said concerning your precious word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the choir. And the song, Lord, pray, brethren, pray as we preach the word. In Jesus' name, amen. Your little outline, I don't know whether some of you go by it and maybe you don't go by it, but I'm glad Miss Jeannie puts it with a prayer list because we need to be praying every day for those that are on the prayer list. And also you have the uh, little outline, and whether you fill it out or not, that's your choice. Um, but this morning, I'm going to have to start writing a little bit different or uh, let Mike write them up for me. Um, but down there in, in your outline where it says 14 and 6, that's supposed to be 14, uh, uh, the, the second part of that verse. And then on down there, uh, the second part, uh, verse 28 and not and 6, but B. I, I should have put a capital B instead of a little B. But anyhow, God knows where it's at. He knows what it is. He wrote it. And it's my duty to serve it to you, okay? <clears throat> and so as I serve it to you, I, uh, Susan, thank you for the, uh, the, the choir special. Brethren need to pray. Listen, this thing of preaching is not 
uh, it's not an easy task, okay? If you do it the way God intended for His Word to be presented, it's my responsibility to present it to you where you can have something to carry away from here. To present it to you and myself to draw us closer to God, a closer walk with God, and as we're in the title there, more consistent uh, living uh uh, for Jesus, you know, uh, we can't live a perfect life. I know that. And, and the best I can do, uh, I'll have a rotten thought. Or the best I can speak, it don't come out like I want it to sometimes. But I want to live. I can't live a perfect life, but I want to live as a consistent life as I can. And I want to do it for the Lord, not for me. Not to be seen of men, the Bible says, but that God might receive the glory and the praise for it. You see, people are watching us. I mean, I know they're looking at me. If they know who I am, uh, they're watching to see if I'm going to trip or make a misstep or say something out of line. But to me, hey, I like consistency. I like consistency. In my grits, I like consistency. I don't like lumps in my grits, do you? I like consistency in my grits. Uh, I like consistency in my vehicles. Oh, it tears my nerves up to put the key in there and it goes... Oh, me, I don't like that. Consistency in people. You know, I love it. Listen, if you could only know how a pastor feels when the, when the congregation is, is full versus when it's not full. Versus Sunday night when it's just a few people who thought enough of God's house to come back. You have to make that choice today. How consistent are we in our Christian life? Not just necessarily church, but in our walk with Him. And, and when we think about this, uh, consistent Christian living needs to be done for God, not for me. You don't have to answer to me, okay? But we all have to answer to God. You know, it's not possible to be uh, in God's house every Sunday. I know that. Some of you work. Some of you are called out on the spur of the moment. Some of, some of you, uh, you know, you've got loved ones that need to be tended to. But as I think about this consistent walk, listen, God wants to be first. Hello? Family needs to be second. And church is third. But don't write it off. So, well, I, I don't feel like going tonight. Well, how many times have you been to your job and you didn't feel good? <laughs> many times. Backache, headache, stomachache, you know, it's just all kinds of things. But uh, we think sometimes, I imagine we, I didn't say y'all, I said we think it's okay to be inconsistent with God. But it's not. You know, I, when I think of that, I, you know, I want to be consistent with my devotional life, okay? I want to be sure every morning before I leave the house that I have read some of God's Word and that I have prayed. And I mean, the list goes on and on, it seems. I have my own, not, not counting this list, but I have my own printed out prayer list that I use every morning. And I do it consistently. I mean, I'm consistently praying for my lost friends that I know for a fact that they're lost according to their testimony. And I want to pray consistently for them. That is the most urgent prayer in the world today, y'all, is that the lost be saved. You know, we pray, a lot of times we pray more for the sick people, sick Christians, than we do for our lost relatives, our lost friends. Well, when we think about this consistent Christian living, first of all, in your outline there, there's the marks of consistency. 
uh, I want to turn to verse 28. It says, and now little children. Now, little children here is not necessarily these little guys right here. Because Jesus said, unless we come to him as a little child, humble, not understanding everything, there's no reason to come. And now, little children, abide in me. Abide in him that he shall prosper. We may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Now, the word abide simply means this, continue. Don't stop. Continue. We sat down this morning to our devotional time, and Lynn said, wow, it's Sunday again. I'm thinking, how well I know Sunday's come, seem like almost back to back. When you're studying about and what to preach, and then finding it, and then working on it, and then trying to get it together to present. It seems like it has come back to back. But the word abide means to continue, means to remain. It means to stay in fellowship with God. In fellowship. Well, first of all, there, uh, the, uh, we need to consistently uh, be Christ-like. Um, now, uh, we will look at verse 6 there. Be Christ-like. He that abideth, he that saith he abideth in him, ought himself also to walk even as he walked. You know, living a consistent Christian life, walking like Jesus walked. Where did, how did Jesus walk? He walked in the footsteps of his Father. What I do, he says, I do because of my Father. I do because of what my Father has commanded me to do. Can you imagine the conversation that might have taken place between God and Jesus before Jesus left heaven to come to this earth to be born as a little baby of a virgin? You know, and many of you have been here as a daddy. When your youngins is down, you've got to encourage them. You've got to do all you can to, to lift them up. Pray with them. Let them know, hey, I'm concerned about you. You know, the hardest part of this thing with, with Josh is that we can't go in the hospital. We can't even, there's no use to even go up there. You can't get in. Well, you know, hey, I can talk to him on the phone. I can pray with him on the phone. But this consistent Christ-like doing what God would have us to do, and the way we find out how to walk with Jesus is through the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, through the Gospels. So consistently Christ-like, but also consistently caring. Look, look at verse 10. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But you've got to see that. Loveth his brother. Not necessarily blood brother, but loving the brethren. The brothers and the sisters in Jesus. And y'all listen. Only God knows and God understands how I love you personally. And I mean that. Uh, you know, since this COVID thing, and, and you might say, well, I've never got a phone call. I've tried to go through that deacon list and call everyone just to say, hey, I was just thinking about you. Uh, you know, and it's, it takes some time uh, to do that, but it's part of caring. It's part of showing uh, brotherly love. Uh, you know, there's, listen, there is no room to wiggle right here. You either love me or you don't love me. Now, you don't have to like me, okay? You don't have to like the way I look. You don't have to like the way I do anything. But according to the Bible, if you're a child of God, you've got to love me, and I have got to love you also. A third thing right there is a consistently uh, complying with the Word of God. Um, let me see if I can look. Uh, verse 17. Listen to what he says. And the world passes away. And the lust thereof, 
But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Look, I want to know what his will is, okay? I struggled way back yonder of knowing, did you really want me to preach the word or can I just go on doing what I'm doing? And I was doing everything in the church except going to the WMU meeting. I mean, I was in the choir. I was in Sunday school, a Sunday school teacher, visiting, doing all that. But God just kept twisting that that's not all I want. I want this out of you. You know, you can't get away. Uh, if you're going to follow God, uh, you know, he's, he's got a will there. And uh, he wants it to, uh, to happen. Um, but that, that third thing, that consistent being confident, uh, he talks about the young men. Uh, the young men. You know, I, I'm so grateful and thankful uh, for all of our young people. But when I watch our young men, Taking leadership, taking leadership role, taking responsibility. Uh, let me just look back at that verse 14b. I have written unto you young men because ye are strong. And you know, the older I get, the weaker I become physically. And when the grand youngins at the house... And other young boys, if I have something needs to be moved or done, I say, hey, y'all come here a minute. I need you to do this for me. And my goodness, it's just like I used to be. I pick up the side of a house if they'd let me. But, you know, it's good. Young men, hey, strong. And I want them not only to be physically strong, but I want them to be strong in the Word of God and let the Word abide in them. And when they go out from here, that they are seeking the God's will for their life. And then to find that mate that God wants you to have is very important. Number four, they're consistently complying with the Word of God. You know, it's, it's not enough to know the Word, but to put it into practice. You know, if the Word says this, I don't need a second opinion. I don't need to question God's Word. I just simply need to go and do it. I don't, have to, I don't have to like it. You don't have to like it. But I want to please God. I want God to like it. I want, him, I want him to know that I want to do what he wants me to do. I want to live that consistent life of loving and reaching out and building relationships with people. Listen, that's what it is about our church is, is inviting, encouraging those to come and be a part of what God's doing here. Uh, number five, uh, consistently consistent. Now, that won't make a lot of sense to you, but look at verse 24. Let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye shall also continue in the Son and in the Father. Listen. Okay, I got saved when I was 12 years old in vacation Bible school. No, I didn't follow the Lord. 12 years old. Nobody set me down and said, okay, uh, you need to have a daily devotional with, with God every day. You need to read His Word every day. You need to pray every day. And if you see anybody and God wants you to speak to them about me, you need to do that. None of that, okay? Until maybe I got involved in RAs. And all I heard then was about missions, 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 missions. But nobody ever sat me down and said, now this is what we, this is what we do, missions. You know, what do you do with a young'un in missions? Well, you've you got to love them and you've got to lead them and you've got to talk to them about reaching out for Jesus, okay? So it wasn't until I was beyond probably 16, 18 years old before I really realized, hey, you remember back yonder, you haven't been reading your Bible. You haven't been doing this. You haven't been doing that. It's time for you to get serious. If you're going to follow me, this is what I'm asking you to do. Consistent Christian living. And one thing led to another up to the point of 28, 29 years old. I surrendered to preach the gospel. But I think way back there, I missed a lot of stuff. 
So what I'm saying, I am grateful for Heather, the way she trains and teaches our little children and then passes them off to Mac for the training that he gives our young people and to pass them off to me. You know, I want the little children and the teenage young'uns to love me. You know, the only reason, only way they're going to do it is I'm lo- if I'm loving them. If I show them that I'm caring for them, if I reach out to, to touch them, to shake their hand or, or hug their neck, I want them to know this preacher loves you, and I will go to bat for you. You know, I don't know how it is now, uh, Brother Mike, but used to, I mean, you get arrested, you get one phone call. And I, tell, I told our youngins, I said, listen, if your principal calls you in the office and you're doing something concerning the Lord's work or the Bible, ask him, can you make one phone call? And call me. Call Mac. I guarantee either one of us will be there. For you. Because we love you and I want to be consistent. I want to keep on reading the Bible, keep on praying, keep on coming and doing the will uh, that God has set before us. Number two, the second thing here in this consistent Christian living is the motive, the motive for our consistency. Uh, Verse 28, the second part, it says, when ye shall appear, when he shall appear. What does that mean? When Jesus makes his entrance back into this world, it will be in the heavens. He will stop in the clouds. Uh, You know, this last week seemed like, I don't know, uh, yeah, there have been a lot of clouds. And I love to just sit on the porch and, and gaze into that sky that I can see and watch the clouds change formations, and I'm thinking, man, I mean, just come and stop in the clouds is what he's going to do. And you know what? I love the next part, that the dead in Christ are going to rise first, and then if we are Christian and we're walking around this earth, we're going to be caught up to meet them in the air. Now, I know some of you don't like to fly. You've never flown on an airplane, but you're going to fly that day. If you're a Christian and you're walking around, you're going to fly. He said, what about my wings? Don't worry about wings. You're talking about a magnetism for my God through Jesus Christ to stop in the clouds and, and have a power to raise up that dead. Abraham Lincoln. I read an article this week. I don't know how I even got started. I'm not a reader. He said, we know that he is buried under like 10 tons of concrete. To keep his body being stolen back there. And I'm thinking, 10 tons ain't more than 10 ounces for God. He'll uproot that. I mean, magnetism of drawing the dead that have died in Jesus now. And then the magnetism is going to take you and me out of here, flying through the sky. I can't imagine what a sight. Brother Ray's taken me flying several times, and I mean, it's just amazing what you can see up there. I can't wait to go to flying through the sky. You know, we're soon to go somewhere we've never been before in this world, and I'm excited about that, but I've never been to heaven. But Jesus said, son, I've gone to prepare your place. Don't you understand? All you got to do is be faithful. Accept me as your Savior because I got a spot for you. I, the, the reservations have already been made, and I'm not going to counsel them. Hello? I, I'm not going to try to change that. I don't know what he's got lined up for me, and it makes no difference because he is the one that done it and the one that's doing it. So the motive of our consistency, Christ appearing, making his presence known. First of all, the measure of our consistency. What would that measure be? How do you measure consistency? Well, when we look back at verse 28, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. 
Uh, you know, when Jesus comes for the church, we're going to meet him face to face. We're going to meet him face to face for the first time. Oh, we've got paintings of Jesus, but we don't know that that's what he looks like. You say, how are we going to know him? Let me tell you something. He's the only one that's going to stop in the clouds and call the dead out of the graves and call us up. He's the only one that's going to do it. So it's not going to be two or three people we've got to choose from. It's going to be Jesus. In fact, the Bible says this same Jesus who died on the cross for you and me is coming back to receive us and to take us home. You know, uh, it's going to be a sight uh, like you and I have never seen. We can be assured that he is coming for us. You know why? Because he said so. I take him at his word. A second thing there is the message, the, the message uh, of our consistency. Uh, there in, uh, uh, in your outline there, verse 20. I want to read that verse 20. Uh, it says, But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. And he wants us to urge and to drive this thing home because Jesus said, I'm coming and I want you to be ready, and I want you to be prepared, and I want you to be living a consistent Christian life. Again, reading God's Word, praying. You could do that every day. You and I, we have no excuse for not doing it. We may have a good, valid reason why we don't come to church occasionally. We miss, here again, working, sick, Vacation. Now I'll go ahead and tell you next Sunday we're going to honor, be honoring all of our graduates. Well, I guess we didn't look far enough ahead because Lynn and I won't be here for the first time for our graduates. But Brother Mac will be. That's his crowd. You'll be praying for us. We'll be praying for y'all. But be here to honor our graduates and to support Mac in what he does here for us and through serving the Lord. You know, some people strive for perfection, and I've heard people, lost people, listen to me, I've heard lost people say, well, I can't live a perfect life, so I'm not going to get saved. Well, son, brother, you are not going to live a perfect life. But Bible says, be ye perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. He couldn't have said anything less and have been God. God knows we can't live a perfect life, but we must strive for that. Now, when we realize it's, it's impossible, we don't need to be discouraged. We need to just bite that bullet and dig in even harder for what God wants us to do. Listen, God's not looking for perfection from his children, but he is looking for consistency. He is looking for uh, faithfulness. You know, the church can be no stronger than its weakest member. The church can be no stronger than its weakest member. Think about that. Well, they're not going to miss me if I'm not there. I may not call you, and I'll miss you if you're not here. I'm scouting around already this morning. I know four right off is usually here, and they're not here. I'm going to call them. I'm going to check on them. So well, that ain't none of your business. Yes, it is. It is my business. People are my business. I'm the pastor. I have a right to call you and say, hey, we missed you today. Are you okay? I've never had one say, it ain't none of your business where I was or what I was doing. Not once. Are you looking up? Can you look up? If I ain't wrong, I'll see a bulb burn out right yonder. Right over Dell and them right there. You look, ain't that bulb burn out up there? Sure are. You know what that bulb reminds me of? Now listen, it reminds me of some of our folk. Deader than four o'clock. Hey, 
They are in the socket, but they are refusing to receive the power. Hello? I'm serious. That could be you. That could be me. Just setting up there. Just taking up space. Really? You say, well, preacher, the bug burn out. Right. And you know what? People can become burnt out. I believe unless they're living that consistent Christian life. Listen, I can't let myself get by without reading the Word every morning, praying every morning. I can't let myself get by. I'm not going to let myself get by. But you think about that bub. <laughs> you know, the power's there. They've just decided to quit doing anything but taking up space. Could be you. Could be me. But I want to live, and I want to be, listen, I don't know how long people say, I thought you was going to retire. Listen to me about retirement. Listen well. I've already retired one time, and it didn't work. I have no reason to retire, okay? Okay. But I do like to go on a little trip every once in a while if you don't mind. You know, getting this position, listen, is not boring, okay? But it is stressful. You know, I could get up here and read an article or two and say, okay, let's sing a hymn or two and go home. That ain't me. If I can't share the word with you, then I'm out of here. How long I'll be here? Only God knows. You want to know? <clears throat> you want to know how long I'm going to be here? Ask God. He's the only one that knows, right, Brent? He's the only one that knows. So don't ask me. Ask Him. Because I want to be here, and I plan to be here until He says, Son, it's time for you to move over. And I want to have sense enough to move over. I don't want to be a dead stump with little shoots trying to get out. You pray because it's an important decision. No, I'm not thinking about it, all right? But I want you to know. I want to be consistent in my Bible reading, my Bible study, my prayer life, my visitation, my phone life. my preaching life. I want to be consistent with that. And I want you as congregation, but let's, let's, let's be as consistent with it as we possibly can. Do you realize what could happen if you all decided, hey, we're not going to miss a service. If I'm not sick and I'm not working, I'm not going to pick it. I'm going to be in the service because this church will be no stronger than its weakest member. Father, thank you for the morning. Thank you for this time to be with my people, Lord. And Lord, I pray now for our children's church that you'd bless those that are in there right now teaching our precious children. Thank you for our leadership here. Thank you for our deacons. Thank you for our committees and and uh, our our, uh, Sunday school leadership and teachers. Lord, thank you. It feels so good together with brethren in your house. Lord, I pray that you would just bless every home that's represented. And God, if there's anybody in here this morning that needs to come to this altar for any reason, give them the courage to do so today. Lord, because without you, I know. Without you, I'm nothing. But I know with you and through you that I can accomplish things I never dreamed of. And Lord, I'll thank you and praise you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Susan's coming to lead us in our hymn of invitation. And whatever way the Lord might have spoken to you today, you know, you know if you need to make adjustments or not. Uh, only God knows. So don't rob God of that blessing and end up robbing yourself. Susan. Let us stand.
thank you for your presence and your attention today. Um, God will bless you for being faithful to his house. I hope to see you uh, this evening as we continue talking about death. What dies at death? I want you to know. I'll be sharing that this evening. Your care cards, if you haven't, pass them to the closest our key. If you will, son, just start there and walk down through there. I don't know if there's any over there here. Pass them to the center aisle. Uh, last Sunday, I don't think we had four cards. Y'all, we ought to be ashamed. I know you're praying, but put the names on there. Because Lynn and me, we look at those so we can be praying for them also. I don't know what the needs are. You've got to tell us what they are. Okay? Brother Cade Crenshaw is supposed to be shipped out of here. And I'm going to miss the young man because I've watched him mature in the Lord. Cade, son, would you come? And if you want to, share with us what's ahead for you so we'll know how to pray. And uh, you dismiss us. Yes, so in the morning I'm leaving for uh, Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, which is about an hour and a half south of Milwaukee for the summer, uh, working with a summer baseball team, doing some broadcasting and things like that. Uh, I've got 72 games in 75 days, so uh, a big uh, slate ahead, but definitely excited for it. So let us pray. God, thank you for such an awesome day in your house. It's such a blessing to, to come here and be able to return and, and sit alongside your brothers and sisters. And, and I thank you so much for the leadership we have, too, here with, with Kenny and Mac and others who are so confident and, and are committed to sharing your word. You know, I thought about consistency, and, and, you know, the only thing that is guaranteed to be consistent in our Christian life is your love for us. And I pray as we, as we leave here today that uh, as so many return to school to finish out the school year, to work, others begin to travel with the summer months now upon us, that uh, the biggest thing that becomes consistent is your presence being shown through us. Let us leave here today with your blessing and your guidance over our hearts, our minds, our bodies, and our health. In your name we pray. Amen.